0: And we're back on Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. This is our Quick Kitter Wednesday edition. And there's one topic that kind of caught fire on social media between last night and between, I guess, Tuesday night and Wednesday morning. And it came out of our standard weekly Mickey Loomis interview on WWL radio. Mike Haas does it, The Voice of the Saints. And you know, it's 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 not it's not exactly a point listen. You know what? One of the reasons I don't I don't tell people, oh, you gotta go listen to this is because Mickey really doesn't say anything. Um, you know, he's just he's what I'll say about Mickey Loomis as the Saints general manager is he understands how not to get in the way, and I say that in a in a positive way because a lot of people will go and say, well, why aren't why isn't he more like David Tepper and and Jerry Jones and completely you know and obviously you're talking you're talking owner GM these are two different situations but those are situations where the owner is basically acting like a GM. And making things about themselves, whereas they just need to make life easier on the people that they empower to do the job. They don't need to be forcing people to react to the things that they say. And I think that's how a GM should operate. The GM should not be making things about themselves. That said, at a certain point, you have to say something. And at times, that something, even if you're trying to be positive, is not going to be taken the way you hope it it will. And so you're talking about a five and six football team. You're talking about a team that has underwhelmed to say the least over two full seasons, basically you're you're not quite through the second season, but you're getting close. You've seen what you, what you probably need to see. at least a lot of people have in terms of a regime that just has not gotten the job done. And so Mike asked Mickey about, you know, what his kind of role, what, what he feels like his role is in, in, in that part of the, zeitgeist if you will <laughs> and uh this is what he had to say and i'll just i'll just kind of let this roll uh and you can kind of take from it what you will
1: i know it's a tough week out there and i don't know but you, you've got is part of your job like the keep people focused on on the on the task at hand and not, i'm not saying keep people's chin up and you know i, I but but kind of focus on on the future a little bit. I'm just trying to get a sense of you know yeah it's your tough times but it is what it is well I look I think I think it's uh, um, in any industry, any business um, part of leadership is look when things when things aren't going well you you can't just be negative. Uh, there's enough negative noise out there. We don't need to be negative. Not not a lot of people get inspired by negativity. Um, so, so, you know, part of our job is to focus on the positive, focus on what we're doing well, accentuate that and um, not sweep the things that we aren't doing well under the rug, but attack them and, and improve in those areas. And um, I believe with all my heart, we got the right people in the building. Um, I know we do. Um, there's too many other things that are good signs. I mean, we're, we're 12th in the league on offense. We just had, we just had a game where we had 444 yards. We had, you know, five trips into the red zone. We're, we're, you know, in the top 10 in our league and trips to the red, into the red zone. So it's hard to score if you're not getting into the scoring area, we're getting into the scoring area. And historically, um, you know we've done a good job in that area for for lots of different reasons, lots of different variables. We're not doing that as well this year, and yet I think we can. You know I think defensively we've we've had we've had you know a number of games that we played really really well. Uh, we've had a few games that we haven't played as well, and yet one thing we have continued to do um, different than past years is we've taken the ball away. I think we're at uh, if I recall we're at fourteen interceptions. I mean that that's a fantastic number. We've got. You know we're plus six as uh, as I said in the uh, takeaway turnover ratio. That there's a lot of winning football being played, and yet we've got we're doing some things that keep us from from winning. Um, And so we've got we've got to focus on that and correct it.
0: Yeah. So so there's a there's a few things to unpack there. One, if you're surprised by what you heard Mickey say there, you shouldn't be because. Mickey as a GM, and you can say this is a fault. You can say this is a sign that they need to go a different direction at GM. They need to do whatever, but that's just who Mickey is and how he operates in terms of he's never going to say something that is going to make the coaches, the players, everyone's life harder in terms of having to answer for something that he's saying. So... You know, if if you think that... If you're if you're waiting, if you're holding your breath for Mickey to go out there and say, no, this, this isn't good enough. This isn't good enough. This guy needs to be better. This guy needs to... He's not going to do that. This is not who he is as a GM in terms of... And I appreciate... Like, I don't think that a GM meddling in that way is a positive thing. So, like, you're going to disagree with it. But at the end of the day, that's just what he's going to say. Anyway, so beyond that, he thinks he has the right people in the building. And at this point... I hope he does because if if he didn't, then he should be making changes. and 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 I think that the reason that people react so harshly to what he said there is that they're worried that that, that he's looking at this and saying, you know, it's like the dog sitting in the fire meme, where it's like everything is fine. and And I don't think that's I, I don't I genuinely don't think that that's true. I think that he does understand. Uh, that this is not good enough, and you're kind of looking at this and saying, you know, this this is kind of a come to Jesus situation. Either you figure this out, or you're hitting the road, or a lot of people are hitting the road, right? And and I think I said this on on our Monday episode. It's it's not a question of whether changes need to be made at this point. It's how sweeping they need to be. And so for Mickey, it's more of a it's more of a you know a, an analysis of. How things finish and how you go forward, you're not making decisions right now because those won't benefit you. You're you're looking at this as the way you have to be. Now, where I will take some serious umbrage, I'm going to use that word because it's a good word. Uh, with what he said is no, no. <laughs> the good things do not paper over the bad. Like you cannot look at 400 yards of empty offense and a bunch of failed red zone trips and say that that is why this setup that you have is a good idea, right? Like there are things that will undermine all the good things that you are doing to the point that the good things don't matter. And one of those things is a quarterback who cannot get the job done in the red zone. Now, like that's a problem. It was a problem when Derek wasn't turning the ball over and it's a, much bigger problem when you're making a throw like he did in that game and then coming out and saying, well, Jesse Bates should have never done that. That's not his job. Why is he doing it? Well, (laughs) you know, part of his job is to read the quarterback's eyes and to, and to try to make those interceptions. He's a star player. He's going to make that play. And the idea that you can come out and say, well, he didn't, he did something that I didn't think he was going to do. Well, yeah, because you weren't paying attention. If you go back, go back and watch, Go back and watch the A.T. Perry play. Right. The play where A.T. Perry never gets out of his out of his stance and goes in the end zone. Right. This is a third down play in the red zone. You're in the same position. It's a third down. The Falcons are playing single high, right? And if you watch Jesse Bates, you can see him break on the inside route. It's not like a slant, it's more of a hitch, but he breaks on it. It's like a post. And, you know, the ball was going to A.T. Perry. So he's breaking on that route. You're not throwing it there, but that's what he's doing. And then he comes back and he he does it again on that next drive. And that's the pick six. And it's like, no, you need to understand what's happening. You need to be able to make changes and react in the red zone. And that's been the problem. And we're going to hear more from Derek Carr in the next episode because a couple questions and, and I thought his answers were interesting and they kind of play off what, what Alvin was talking about in the beginning of the week and what DA was talking about in the beginning of the week. But my bigger issue is, is how his struggles are completely, I don't want to say ignored, but glossed over in terms of why are we not holding him accountable For the struggles like I think that the idea that he can't get the job done on the whole is not necessarily fair. I think that every quarterback has their warts and every quarterback has their high points and their low points. No one is as good as they are on their best day or as bad as they are on their worst day. But it's pretty freaking clear at this point that Derek Carr is not a good red zone quarterback. And so you have to work find ways to work around that pretending it's not a thing is the problem I have pretending that it's not something that you have to actively navigate is my problem. And and when I say that it's because of things like this. And so this is Dennis Allen today kind of being pressed on Derek Carr and what he can do better. And this is what he We're We're not really in the business of a blame game. Uh, we're in the business of production. And so uh, I think we all have to be better. Let me rephrase that. Is there anything Derek could be doing better at all? Like anywhere on the field? I think there's things that all of us can do, be doing better, you know. So to try to single him out, you know, I, I think is, is is not the right way to go. I mean, I think, you know, the game of football is the ultimate team game. It takes 11 guys on the field um, in every single phase. It takes all three phases. And, and so, you know, I'm not going to get into, you know, trying to associate blame to anybody. It's just an area that we've got to improve on. And and sure. Like you're not going to blame everything on Derek Carr. You're not going to go and say, "We would be successful if not for this guy." Because it's not it's not like you bring in anybody and suddenly you're better. You know, I think Derek is above replacement level, but he's not by, not by enough to justify what you were what you sold people on in terms of the the vision of Derek Carr. And pretending that's not true is to me, a major driving force in what has so many people so frustrated with what they are watching because you got sold a vision of what this was supposed to look like. And it's not that. And whether you want to blame Pete Carmichael, whether you want to blame Derek Carr, whether you want to blame Dennis Allen, when you're the quarterback of a team and you are struggling in such obvious ways in the most important part of the field, right? In the most important part of the game, which is scoring touchdowns when you are within spitting distance of the end zone, you can't pretend that it's all, oh, it's a team game. And if not for this, if not for a penalty here or a fumble there, then it would all be perfect because you can erase all of that other stuff and look at only the plays that everything works fine and it's still not a success story. So what I need this this team, this coaching staff, this front office to do, and Derek Carr, for that matter, is to actually look themselves in the mirror and be honest about what they are looking at. Because while I don't think this is necessarily a full teardown right now, I don't think it is as bleak as a lot of people want to make it out to be, that's my frustration. That is my concern, that no one is taking seriously the actual problems that exist in front of them, and they are getting lost in the platitude of, it's a team game. I don't want to blame anyone specifically. Well, you brought in a guy in a position, in a role, on a contract where he is expected to perform at a level that is representative of that money, of that contract, of that position. And you haven't seen that. And you you need to admit that that's the problem before you can fix that problem. And I think everyone can see it. And I'm just tired of pretending that it's not there. And until they come to terms with that, it's just going to get uglier and uglier. So to me, that's my problem with the Mickey. Like I, I again, I don't have a problem with kind of the idea of how Mickey operates. I don't have a problem with supporting the people you have put in place to do their jobs and allowing them to do it without the interference of some guy who, honestly, you don't need to be hearing from as much as you do. It's one of the reasons that, like, I don't make a huge deal out of the comments Mickey makes throughout a season because he's not the coach, right? He's not, he's not the guy who's making the decisions in the heat of the moment. But at the end of the day, there has to be accountability. And we can't pretend that that doesn't include the quarterback. It has to start with the quarterback, and so that's that's my long rant here. And you know that's that's gonna be it. That's I'm gonna wrap up that segment. We're gonna get into the mailbag, but like I, I get it, y'all. I get it. It's frustrating, and I think people misconstrue my my hopefulness with just having blinders on. And no, it's because I want to watch good football. I want to I wanna hope for the best. I'd like people to be successful. But I think in order for them to do that, they need to be honest about it. So that's that. Um, this is Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. We're going to hit the break, come back, answer some mailbag questions. I've already got a few starred in there. But thanks, everyone, for watching. Thanks, everyone, for hanging around. I'll be right back.